Hold the door. Welcome back to the halls of the hopeless here in the sausage dungeon deep underneath the red keep as we trudge forth towards Sunday's premiere of season seven, episode one of Game of Thrones. Today, we rehash Season 6, Episode 4, Book of the Stranger. Season 6, Episode 5, The Door. And Season 6, Episode 6. I forget what it's called, but I've got blood and blood out. I'm joined by Kowski today. How you doing, Kowski? On the hotline. Mm. Coming back. Nostrovia, Johnny. Okay. I'm doing great. Great to be back. Nostrovia to you as well. Glad to have you back. Everybody loved when you were on before. And here we are in the final stretch. We're, we're just about coming into the home stretch here. We're going to burst on through the middle of season six. It's hard to believe how fast things move. You know, when, when you have to wait for each episode to come out, everything gets drawn out. And speaking of which... This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. And now on the Sausage Mark Aram Podcast. Show, it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute, Minute and a half. with Johnny Kilbasa. And Kowski. Here we go. We're back here in the Sausage Hut Game of Thrones studios, bringing forth the Game of Thrones Minute as we surge forth towards Sunday. And I'm going to do it just like I did last year, but not just like I did last year in the Game of Thrones Minute. This is the extended remix of the Game of Thrones Minute. Season 6, Episode 4. Book of the Stranger. Let's do it. Shame. 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 Knock, knock. It's Brienne Pod and Sansa. Mmm, soup and kidney pie. John is tired of fighting. The red woman thinks John is the prince that was promised. Brienne butts in and doesn't forget or forgive as she spills the beans on Stannis. Meanwhile, in the Vale, sweet Robin shoots short and Littlefinger brings a gyre falcon. A gyre what? Slander a man in his own home. You might find yourself crossing swords with him. Hmm. Summon the forces of the Vale. The time has come to join the fray. Marine while Marine, mastering masters, musters, misfits. Tyrion pulls an Abraham Lincoln to avoid a case of the harpies. Send in the hookers! And the locals aren't happy. We make peace with our enemies, not our friends. Meanwhile in Rohan, Jorah and Dario talk, talk riding the dragon. You didn't get much discipline as a child, did you? Then it's off with the weapons and out with the grayscale. Later that night, lesson learned. Crush skulls, cover up stab wounds. Khaleesi sits in the subtitles tent with the other widow. And she goes to make water, and the save is on. But wait, Danny has a plan. Meanwhile, in King's Landing, make it stop, Marjorie. Make it stop. In the Red Keep, it seems the High Sparrow has been talking to King Tommen. Upstairs, rivals conspire. Many will die, no matter what we do. Better them than us. Cue the reins of Castamere. Meanwhile, in Pike. Reek gets home, Yara gets pissed, and an election ticket is born. Meanwhile, in Winterfell, Ramsay peels an apple. Osha makes a move and gets peeled herself. See ya, Osha. Meanwhile, back at Castle Black, it's time to eat. Ed spots a love connection, then John gets a nasty gram from Ramsay. A monster has taken our home and our brother. 
We have to go back and save them both. Meanwhile, in Dash Kaleen, Khaleesi's worth a 10,000 subtitles. You're not going to serve. You're going to die. And she's naked again. Burn, baby, burn. Khaleesi Inferno. Shame. 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 All right, season six, episode four, Kowski. We got a lot of things going on. Everybody's making their breaks for it. What do you think so far, buddy? All right, well, we start with Jon Snow up at the wall. Uh, he's decided to leave. I guess uh, when your coworkers decide to uh, mutiny on you and stab you to death, I guess that's a good sign that you've uh, overstayed your welcome. And he, I think he, he qualifies himself out of the of the oath right till the, till the day i die and he yeah. died so he's 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 Killed dead death. so uh yeah that's quite a loophole i didn't see that one coming yeah like oop gotcha i'm free all i had to do is die so then uh we get sansa finally coming on board and uh, i don't think sansa and Jon snow have seen each other since like maybe episode two of the first season so big reunion there yeah. uh, even though these two were never really like super close they've kind of uh learned to love each other over the years despite <clears throat> all the bad things that have come yeah i did hear one of the david say on the uh, recap in the episode after the episode that that was the first scene that they've actually done together ever that like apparently really? they weren't in the same scenes back in episode or in season one so huh. yeah, that was a that was a heart i did heart not wrenching. know that yeah it was great finally i mean finally some of these Starks get to see each other, you know? They've just been teasing it for season after season. And yeah. Then... It's great, uh, you know, that we're six seasons in and we're still still getting great episodes. Definitely. They're, they're, not, they're, they're not letting it down. They're putting the pedal down. And, and Castle Black is... It's funny how Castle Black has evolved into... It's like, now what? It's not, They used to be this tried and true almost like a, a monastery and everybody had a they knew what they were doing they knew what they were supposed to be doing but now it's just like what the hell are we doing here um we, we know what the hell's coming against us we don't know if we're going to be able to fight we let the wildlings through we've been fighting them for a hundred thousand years what the hell's going on here oh and then they kill Jon snow they kill the lord commander but oh he's not dead hmm. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's gotta be <laughs> I don't know how 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 can you take that? That's a bit of a wake up call when you realize you're fighting the army of the dead, and oh, by the way, your boss just uh, rose from the dead as well. So <laughs> yeah, definitely strange times at Castle Black. Totally, and it trumps everything. You know, it's funny how we can waste all our time talking about all this stuff, but oh yeah, the dead. Meanwhile, the dead's coming. <laughs> They're just going to run over everything. I don't know. It was great seeing... Um, it, it was funny how you really get a sense of... I don't know if she's just that tall, but Brienne looked like twice as tall as usual. Maybe it's just that the other actors she was working with were, was are really short, but she was towering over everybody. And there's certain, there's certain scenes... Where, yeah, there's certain scenes where she looks hot, and then certain scenes where she just looks... What did, they, what did she say in that other episode? Mulish or Mule-ish. something. Mulish. <laughs> Mulish. <laughs> I got no problem with tall chicks, but uh, and especially ones that can wield a sword. And then it was, you know, she broke it to Davos. Oh yeah, by the way, I uh, I killed Stannis, and he was kind of you know, like, hey. 
And you know, it's like there's, and also there's this 400 pound gorilla in the room that nobody knows is there. Oh yeah, by the way, the red woman, this whole red woman burnt Shireen thing that nobody seems to be catching on to. I guess, I don't even know if anybody <laughs> is still alive that actually saw that, you know, or, or anybody that's actually there that, that made it back to Castle Black, you know? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think she's just gonna try to let that one sneak by. I don't, I guess nobody's left, right? I can't. It's her little secret for the time being. But what I kind of liked here was the, uh, and it definitely I think went over very well with the fans, is the the start of the uh, the, the love tension between uh, Brienne and Tormund. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Tormund, every time Tormund sees her, he starts giving her the googly eyes. And, uh, totally. Brienne is just not used to, is not used to getting that from anybody and doesn't know how to take it. But he's definitely smitten. Yeah, and why doesn't she just be like, oh, okay. He's got a nice head of hair on him, but she just seems offended. But like, hey. He's a he's a big guy, but I, I there was also what a just a great there's so many great scenes that don't involve words. There's a lot of just nodding and looking in Game of Thrones that I really appreciate. And there was one spot I, I think it might have came later, but it was it, it when they were when they're eating, when Thorman's giving her the googly eyes and she gives this kind of surprise <laughs> look. And Ed, this is a great shot of Ed. Ed just like. He looks at he looks at Thorman. He glances at Brienne, and then he just gives this kind of like, "Hey, what the hell?" kind of look. You know, it all, it happened really fast, but it was just like, "Look, look, eh, I can see that." <laughs> I love Ed. I wish he had a bigger part. Yeah, they make it. They make a good couple. Totally. <laughs> so let's go down to the Vale. We had a short stop at the Vale when uh, Sweet Robin is. Trying, trying his hand at archery and obviously not doing very well. And then and Littlefinger shows is, up. Yeah, he Robin is just unbelievable pussy. Like <laughs> they really, they really do a good job of selling him as just completely inept and not good at doing anything. And then uh, Bayless comes up and, in typical Bayless form, is just manipulating the hell out of him, getting him to do pretty much whatever he wants. So he's a big pussy. He's a big pushover. Uh, Royce here pretty much uh, afraid for his life for a second and realizes he's uh, he's lost all his pool and pretty much has to kowtow to uh, Bayless and Robin Aaron now. Should we throw but, him through the moon uh, door? The moon door. The moon door. Throw him through the moon door. Yeah, that kind of I, I think that kind of surprised him because he's just like uh, he's just like oh oh another afternoon trying to teach this dipshit how to shoot an arrow. But I'm in charge around here. Then all of a sudden, in, in the course of like three minutes, Littlefinger's back oh, and his not. life's on the line. <laughs> yeah. And there's a gyre falcon. Rude awakening. I, I like. It, I wonder. So, go ahead. Oh, I. Uh, I was just gonna say. So then, uh, what they decide they're gonna go help Sansa and. Yeah, they muster they the forces. They uh, manipulate that situation as well. It's like, oh yeah. Um, Grab, grab, uh, grab the knights. We're gonna head into the fray. And that was about all we saw there. And then we had, and, and stop me if there's other stuff, other things you want to go. I'm just kind of going for no, my notes that, here. No, uh, that was, yeah, that was plenty of time for that scene. And 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 then we go straight into Marine, where there, where I, I thought it was a cool with this this, the dude who paid for Tyrion uh, last season 
is all of a sudden he's, I don't know, he's some kind of wise master or something like that, and he's been invited to the top of the pyramid, and he must be stunned. He's like, dude, I just paid 50 cents for your ass last season, and now you're at the top of the pyramid, and we're talking about slavery? What the hell, who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little dwarf that I bought for a dollar or whatever. Uh, yeah, it didn't, uh, it didn't take Tyrion long to uh, ascend the ladder, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's funny that seven years seems like a long time. I, I would think one year would have done it. Like, okay, guys, um, we're not going to make you get rid of slavery now, but how about one year? You know, that would have been plenty. But seven years? Like, <laughs> that's pretty much saying, okay, guys, we're not going to do it. But um, Take your time. stop letting the harpies kill people. But we don't. Just don't do it again. <laughs> Good little scene there. And then they, you know, bait him with hookers. Why not? Might as well. Yeah. Bargain well struck or deal well struck. Mm -hmm. We kind of, I guess we kind of jump around a lot here. We got uh, Jorah and Dario out on the buddy buddy road trip. They finally get, get to, is it Dosh Kaleen or I don't know, they're well, out, outside uh, the city. No, Dosh Kaleen is the group. I think Boss Dothrak or whatever. Oh is yeah. The name of the town. Bias Dothrak. Yeah. So they're outside looking in. And Jorah's like, well, no, no, uh, no weapons in here. So put you on, down your hot, your naked lady dagger. And oops, my sleeve ripped. Grayscale, man. I can't wait to see what happens with the grayscale on him. Or if he, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Well, uh, I don't know how fast that stuff spreads, but... Yeah, I wonder how long it's been since he... Probably, a, I don't know, a couple months and it's, it's it hasn't made it past his elbow yet. Oh, well, we haven't seen anything Yeah, else. you know, it, the, the time frames here are vague, which I'm fine with, but, you know, you could tell me it was a, a month and a half or you could tell me it was 11 months and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't argue either way. Right. So, and Dario's like, well, okay, don't touch me with that. And they then they head in... <laughs> And, and this is, you know, this kind of went into low budget TV movie world here when they're roaming around the city. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Like, okay. Yeah, there's a huge city of like all these people rolling around and they're just kind of like walking through alleys like they know their way around or whatever. But uh, they run into some dude and they got to take him out. But obviously, uh, you know, they can't stab him. So they just, after they stab him, they just smash it smash them to pieces so they can't tell there's a stab wound which is great I, that's a that's a that's a handy handy tip guys if you're in a town yeah. where you can't leave a stab wound crush their skull and everything will be fine <laughs> common occurrence in Bostos rock definitely i'm surprised they didn't they didn't show it they didn't show the skull popping like the mountain did on the viper but i guess you can't have them all no so then I guess we're still there. So, uh, Khaleesi's in the tent with the girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see here. <laughs> I like that she said she has to go make water. That's a funny funny way to put things. Oh, up. yeah. So she makes uh, she makes a new friend, and then she runs into Jor and Dario. And they kind of uh, realize that they've got uh, got to get her out of there, and she's got an idea. So 
guess we'll circle back a little bit on that later. This is totally good, like Scooby-Doo type of stuff right here. Wait, I've got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell, I think, I bet George R.R. R. Martin, if I had to guess, because this, this, this stuff is not in the books, I would guess that he hated this part. Just It, it just seems like to, it's a total <laughs> just time-wasting thing. I mean, it ends up pretty cool, but eh. So let, let's just talk yeah. this. Let's just talk out this side of it in in uh, up here. So let's just take the storyline to the All end right. of this episode. Wait, I get, I get. Do we? I get. How far do we get here? Oh yeah. So we get all the way to the, this. Uh, we get all the way. She gets. She goes back, and all of a sudden, she's meeting with the 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 call. The call and his blood riders mm-hmm. and his boys, right? And they're talking smack, and she's not having any of it. Yeah. No, she's just kind of sitting there with a grin on her face. She's like, uh, don't you guys want to hear what I think? And <laughs> they just kind of laugh at her for a minute, but she uh, she does not back down by any means. And finally, at the end of that scene, she's like, oh, by the way, uh, I'm right here. See this big fire cauldron? Look, uh, he just grabs it and doesn't even flinch. And everybody's just like, what the hell? So... Uh, turns out she's got her buddy to lock the front door, torches the place, the whole place goes up in flames, and see you uh, call leadership, I guess. The whole the whole uh, shock and awe, I guess, would be the uh, description here. She just takes out the whole top-tier leadership. Yeah, and it was a brilliant move. That that came out of nowhere in the course of like a couple hours. Like, oh, what the hell are you guys doing here? Oh, wait, you guys are here. Um, hold on, let's do something. Nice move, nice move. Because she ended up naked. Anytime Khaleesi ends up naked, and you know what? I think she might have. I wonder if she did the body double thing too, since she was so famous by this point. I'm That's not a sure. good question. I almost feel like she didn't, but um, she definitely. She definitely, I think, went to the directors at some point or kind of put her foot down and was just kind of like, look, I'm not just going to be getting naked all the time. But <laughs> I, feel like, uh, I feel like maybe they thought this was a, a big enough event or kind of a you know, jaw-dropping event that they talked her into it. Yeah, and good for her. Good for everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Khaleesi. And that's where that's where we leave that thing. Yeah, everybody, like, okay, she just won over the entire Dothraki again. So she's back in charge of the Dothraki, pulling her magic tricks whenever she needs to. I mean, that's quite yeah, a trick. Yeah, everybody a trick. saw that, and they're like, oh, all right, we're on board. Sign us up. She's not who we thought we were. And didn't doesn't didn't anybody remember? Or it seemed like none of the Dothraki remembered her. Like it couldn't have been that's, that long ago. Well, that's kind of what I got confused about because they make it sound like there's a lot of calls. But like the first season, I just thought thought there was like call Drogo, but then it seems like there's more than one call. Call, and I don't know. I'm not quite sure how that uh, the, the leadership structure works. But yeah, they definitely almost like they were just part of another you know group of Dothraki that just never. Uh, out with her but I oh, don't know maybe works. maybe and i think they die a lot and i think they can be challenged at any point by other people who want to be yeah they don't seem to call. i don't think that's a real long-term position right and call your life expectancy is not very long if you're in the if you're in the calisar that's for sure so thanks thanks khaleesi 
thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. Pretty proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go, let's go back to the red keep, I guess. Um, high sparrow is, is, has been in Tommen's ear unbeknownst to most people, I guess. Yeah. Boy, let me tell you, I never get tired of the hair, the high sparrow preaching to people. Boy, those two minutes, those two minute speeches are just, enthralling every time oh <laughs> so yeah let's just the, the high sparrow just t- take it down a notch buddy <laughs> with your just oozing self-righteousness and your indignation yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so he, i guess after all said and done he lets marjorie go see loris who is just broken at this point for uh you know for a great warrior just Seems to be a uh, doesn't seem to be too tough on handling the uh, isolation chamber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, well, you know, he is kind of uh, he's I don't know. I guess he's a great warrior, but uh, behind closed doors. Yeah. He's kind of a different man, but I guess it's stay stay in a dark cell without food or water for a couple of days or the internet and see how you do. I, know <laughs> I would probably be reduced in within about two hours. <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Let me check Twitter. Come on, I haven't checked Twitter in two hours. Can't do it. Make it stop. Make it stop. So they, so everybody's in 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 the the red keep. It's like everybody's they're queuing up for this trial. That um, Jamie and Cersei are like, listen, Lady Elena, you got to talk to us. And Kevin's like, meh, meh. Not much going on there. So, yeah, so then we realize that Marjorie, uh, Marjorie's going to have to do her walk of shame, and uh, Cersei and uh, Jamie break that news to the small council, and they are like, uh, "No, that is not going to happen." So <laughs> we'll find out a little bit more about that next episode. Yep. And then uh, I guess. So then uh, what? Dion returns to Pike. Yeah. And Yara, Yara kind of gives him the business here. I guess. Uh, I guess. She has a little bit of a right to be. She tried to rescue him and got some people killed in the process. But Deanna finally returned, and Yara really isn't too happy to see him. Basically, accuses him of showing up to take the throne now that her father's dead. So uh, eventually, he admits to her after staring at the floor for two minutes that he uh, wants to help her take the iron. No, not the iron throne. What is it? The What's salt the- throne. Salt throne. The salt throne. He yeah. wants to help her win the salt throne. <laughs> this is fine. Okay. Right. And, and yeah, it, it is a uh, peculiar timing on his part, but he didn't know. He just happened to show up yeah. at the right time or wrong time, depending on your outlook, I guess. So then finally we, uh, we head back to Winterfell and get to see a little, uh, OSHA putting the moves on Ramsey. Yeah, it was too bad. You know, we finally we got one le- last look at uh, uh, OSHA, but we didn't get enough to l- to look at. You know, she got. Yeah, to, you it would know, have been nice. It, I mean, she could have at least been naked for this one. You know, she was. She had a great. Yeah, she had one yeah. of my favorite nude scenes of them all. I think in season one or season two, when she takes it to Theon. I like. Yeah, she was one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, she was very, uh, I think even Theon in that episode kind of made mention of her being like, oh, I always wanted to see what was under there. And <laughs> sure enough, she looked up to looked up to expectations. Yeah, 
It was it was a uh, she she barely came back. She came back just long enough to get stabbed in the neck. But I was like, well, you know, that's pretty much the standard. <laughs> if you disappear for a while and you come back, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> totally. And, and see see Osha Osha Osha. I don't know. It was nice knowing you, and then welcome back. And man, there you go. So that that rat. Let's wrap up number. That's wrapping up episode five or four. Episode four. So let's go. Yep. Let's go straight into. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. And now on the Mark Aram Show, podcast. it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute. Four minute and a half. Johnny Kilbasa and Kowski. All right, episode five, the door. We're going to get right into the ticker right about now. Shame. 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 Episode five, the door at Castle Black. Sansa gets a little note and meets Littlefinger in Little Mole Town. She's been out, out of the murdering monster's frying pan and into the murdering monster's fire. I can still feel what he did inside my body, standing here right now. Meanwhile, in Bravos, Arya pulls a Shawn Michaels kick, kip up, and then the wave pulls a Morpheus. Rest, Neo. The answers are coming. Arya gets closer to no one, and the faces of the first faceless men. And then it's summer stock theater time. A servant does not ask questions. Meanwhile, in the Weirwood Tree, Bran and Brewmeister Smith go back in time to watch the children of the forest make the Night's King. We needed to defend ourselves from you. From men. Meanwhile, in Pike, Yara pulls a Hillary, Reek pulls a Biden, and Uncle Euron pulls a Trump. I was born to be a king. I paid the iron price, and here he stands. Then he drowns, then he wakes up and takes the crown, but Yara and Reek take the fleet and put it on fleek. Build me a thousand ships, and I will give you this world. Meanwhile, in Bias Dolthrak, Khaleesi tells Jorah to go get some ointment and change your shirt already. I command you to heal yourself and return to me. When I take the seven kingdoms, I will need you by my side. Meanwhile, in Marine, there's a fragile piece, and the red woman is new in town. The new red woman's in town. Touche Tyrion, touche Varys, touche red woman, touche everybody. Back northward, the Night King pulls a Witch King of Agmar. Bran gets a touch, a touch too much, and Brewmeister Smith is freeze-framed. Time to bolt, and Hodor knows it's showtime. Meanwhile, at Castle Black, a quick strategy se- session, and we're southbound, baby. And it looks like Ed is the Lord Commander. Back of the tree, Bran does the time warp again. It's just a jump to the left, and palsy hands to the right. Then all hell breaks loose. See a Summer, hold the door. See a Brewmeister Smith, hold the door. See a Children of the Forest, hold the door. Get out of there, hold the door, hold the door. See a Hodor, hold the door, hold the the door, hold the door, hold the door. Shame, shame, shame. Huge, huge episode here, season five. The door. Uh, could could not agree more. Uh, this is this is definitely, I think, one of the best of season six, uh, best of the series, really, and not just because of the epic epic ending that just left so many people speechless but i think you kind of go through this whole episode and there's just a lot of great moments in here like just a lot of stuff to like yeah lots of things happening and just an amazing ending but let's let's we'll start at castle black somehow along the way sansa gets a note and sneaks out to Mole Town without anybody knowing, I, which I don't really get that. Like, did, did John just like not pay attention to her for a couple days or something? She rides down to Mole Town 
Or was she just like, I'm, well, hey, I'm going to go down to Moletown and get, go to the store or something like that. Get I some groceries. Yeah. <laughs> get some groceries. <laughs> but somehow Yeah, I guess doesn't... that's one of those things it's best to just not think too much about, I guess. But I know. it doesn't sound like Moletown is too far away. So I, I guess you can get get there and back. John's probably got some other crap to do. He's, uh, I would think he's got, got a little bit of stuff on his hands, so whatever i'll buy it but um sure i i really kind of enjoyed that scene with her and it's kind of good to see little finger actually kind of crap in his pants for once and and just brian not having any of him just uh the lady asked you a question and she just puts her hand on her sword and is like dude don't mess with us right now so i i enjoy seeing badass brianne and i enjoy seeing terrified little finger yeah, and and Sansa was totally she had her game face on too, man. She was she was stone faced the whole time, and Littlefinger, yeah, it's, I think he's hard to shake, but he was just kind of like, oh, oh, well, not much I can do here. Yeah, and do you think so. it was a mistake? On he he said it was a mis- he mistook he underestimated a stranger, you know. And I remember him saying that he when he talked to Ramsay last season that. He's like, I don't. Why don't I know anything about you? I know th- stuff about everybody. Why don't I know something about you? And yeah. I, for, I forget what Ramsey said, but yeah, he like. Eh, well, I don't think anybody can ever say that Littlefinger has good intentions with anybody, for anything. But he kind of seemed genuinely surprised or disappointed, I guess. Yeah, I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he really meant to throw her under the bus there, but I don't think he really cared either way. Just like, oh crap! Uh, I, I, and I kind of believe him when he said he didn't know much about Ramsey because there probably wasn't much to know. But he didn't probably put in a whole lot of time towards figuring it out either. Just uh, he was worried about worried about the ends, not so much worried about Sansa. So. Yeah, I mean he did. But he run... does. Uh, <laughs> But he does uh, drop the Tully army bomb on her here and let her know that uh, the Blackfish has reformed the army and retaken uh, River Run. So a little bit of good news for Sansa there as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I was thinking that she, I don't, I was thinking that she should just, she should have just been like, okay, okay, if you want to make it up to me, you know, go take Winterfell, you jerk, and bring me. St- Ramsey Snow so I can torture him before I kill him but Sansa was great in this scene I think you know she was just like you don't understand what he did to me I still feel it right now inside my body I was like oh yeah (laughs) yeah uh, I guess you know the one thing it is nice to see not victim Sansa which we just got way too much of for a few years and you're just like okay we get it but um also, you know, some people have kind of interpret that to mean uh, I can still feel you inside me if, uh, if Sansa is possibly pregnant with uh, baby Ramsey. That's true. And I think the first time I saw it, I thought of it like that. But then when I watched it last night, I really it didn't cross my mind. But I mean, it do, it makes total sense that, you know, I can still feel him inside. It's what he and did. whether or not that's what that line meant. Mm-hmm. You know, just either way, it's still kind of a possibility. So yeah, I was thinking uh, more along the lines we'll, of we'll a, find out soon. Yeah, it, is it a baby? Is it a torn rectum? <laughs> one, way, <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? 
Who knows? So let's let's just follow Sansa for the rest of this episode here. And okay. So they are, and then she goes back. They go. They head back to Castle Black, and they're they're sitting around talking, and they have a strategy session. Davos is there, and Sansa, and John, and Brienne, and Ed. I think that's about it. So they're like, they're talking about choosing up sides. Well, who can we get on our team? We can get these guys, these guys, and these guys. You know, if we get them all, we might have a team here. I think Davos said this is kind of a the look of the like the look of this side. Like they're picking a uh, soccer team. Start to look like the winner side. Yeah. Oh, that's the Blackfish is support. The Blackfish is a legend. His support would be in a great deal. And then Sansa. All the army on one side, a few more houses. We start to look like a winning side. Yeah, and and if we get Leanna Mormont on our side, there's no there's no way we can lose. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we also get a little a uh, little bit more of the. That's where we get the uh, second Brienne Tormund uh, <laughs> googly eyes. I think. <laughs> Uh-huh. Over dinner, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Brianna sure having it though. Quite understand. I'm not sure I quite understand why Sansa did lie there about uh, finding out about the Tully army. Like, why is she kind of keeping that a secret? Like, why wouldn't you tell John? Like, hey, by the way, uh, the Tully army is uh, there. Is a Tully army? So, you know, you know how we don't have people and we need people really bad. Maybe that would be a good time to let him know that, but I'm not sure I understand why she was kind of being all secretive about that. The only reason I could think of is that maybe she thought John would kill Littlefinger. I don't know hmm. if she found out. Yeah. That I mean, I guess I could understand not trusting Littlefinger, but at the same time. I don't know. I don't know if we find that out or not. Or if, yeah. we, or if we will find that out or if it just doesn't matter. Don't know. Let's see. Then we're off to Bravos, where the the waif is uh, giving Arya some hard lessons, just beating her down left and right with the kendo stick. Yeah, and eventually Arya gets the finally gets her assignment that she has to kill Lady Crane. Um, I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed the play segments here over like these couple episodes where they were just kind of reenacting the first five seasons of the show out in that play definitely um the summer stock theater is great self-referential uh the lines are awesome the 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 melodramatic caricatures of the characters are awesome the people that play them are awesome it's it's really good and then, <laughs> and then she's watching and like Ned Stark comes out and he's just like this buffoon and she's yeah. like Geez. <laughs> what's that mean what's that mean <laughs> it just could not be any dumber uh i'm like oh that's kind of <laughs> that's what everyone thinks of your dad huh but um and all and one other thing here that you know we kind of touched on i think earlier is you you really you got to be careful when you get the uh the brief nudity warning here on <laughs> hbo game of thrones because <laughs> At one point, we just pan out. No nudity goes <laughs> There's unpunished. no way you could avoid that. Like, you just got punched in the face with that one. Yeah, and it, 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 it's like they they kind of smash cut to it, and it, it, I, it almost takes like a second and a half before you realize what the fuck it is, you know? It's like... 
<laughs> like, whoa, wait, whoa. He <laughs> just got totally blindsided. <laughs> Shoving a crank in your face. But there there was it. They did kind of make up for it with that, with the young actresses. Uh, she had some. Oh, yeah, that redhead. Yeah, yeah she, she's, she's she very attractive. A beautiful interlude right there. But, you know, it's yeah. still kind of just, it was just enough to pull you out of the, like. Yeah, you know, you got to like, have oh. a little balance. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe the sh- uh, shock off my face with, erase it with some beautiful little titties. Yeah, great, great stuff there. We find out that the Lady Crane likes her rum and nobody else does. So we have a premise for the murder. And then... Aria gets to go back to Jack and Agard, and they plan out how they're going to do it. Whoopity doo dodge! Your your advanced level training. Here we go. Let's see if you can do this. It's either here we go. do or die, kid. <laughs> so that's all we see with Aria. The stage is set. She's going to kill that. She's going to kill Lady Crane, but we don't really know why. And Jack and Agard does not tell her. Doesn't tell her, you know, who paid the price, but somebody paid for it, right? So then we're uh, we're off to see, uh, north of the wall with Bran. Is that correct? Yeah, into the tree. Or wait, let's 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 save Man. that for last. Um, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, we'll just play that whole thing through. So I tell you what, it's another great part of this episode that uh, just kind of like I said, so many great things going on in this episode. But the whole King's Mood uh, portion of this episode is awesome. I thought. In Pike, with Yara making her case, and and Theon like I I got her back. I'm I'm I say vote for her. And then Uncle Euron shows up. Yeah, and it didn't take long for uh, Yara to figure out that Euron uh, was the the person that killed her dad, and the reason there was even a king's moot to begin with. So he pretty much owns up to it right away. Uh, seemed like Yara and Dion were doing a pretty good job of convincing people to support Yara, but uh, Euron shows up, and next thing you know, he's uh, he's won the King's Moot, and he's on his way to the Salt Throne. Yeah, he big he totally bigfooted him, came stomped right through, and but he wins hands down. But it seems like Yara and Theon had an ace up their sleeve. Yeah, they stay. Uh, and, and while the awesome scene the, that I really loved with him getting uh, initiated or whatever you want to call it, um, I thought that was really cool. Just the music kind of like intermeshed with him, them stealing the ships and him, him taking over was really cool. The music behind it was great, and just like the ceremony itself, I thought was really cool. And the guy's voice that was like. Uh, delivering the ceremony just sounded like really badass i thought yeah and i and i was kind of curious here i don't do you think like is that ceremony just for the king or is that what they do with everything because like a couple seasons back when theon returned he kind of went through the same thing but they didn't show the whole like they just kind of showed him like more like getting baptized in the water they didn't show him like getting drowned so i, I didn't know if like does everybody get drowned or is that just like when you, if you want to be the king, you got to be drowned. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I know you have to, but, and I, it sure, I'm, I'm sure it kind of knocks a couple, it has to knock a couple points off your IQ to 
go out like that, <laughs> depending on. And if yeah. they, if you don't and come just, back, that would suck. Yeah, I like how he just gets up, spits out water. He's like, "Where's my niece and nephew? Let's go murder them." <laughs> yes. And uh, but like I don't know that that whole scene I thought was real. all the all the excitement up in Pike, well played up there today. Definitely. Yeah, so he gets the crown. They put that ugly little crown on him, and Yara and Reek <laughs> take off with the fleet. And he kind of, uh, he's like, well, okay. They just took the fleet. I'm not, he, he was totally unfazed by the whole thing. And he's like, get everybody, cut down every tree you can find. Let's sew some sails and bend some wood and give me a thousand ships, and I'll give you the world. Yep. So yeah, he's got his plan. They're uh, gonna try to beat him over to see Danny, and uh, I guess we'll find out more about that in the future. Yep. Speaking of Danny. So speaking of Danny, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, finally gives runs in. Jorah's back again, and uh, pretty pretty heart heart touching moment here for Jorah as he pretty much lays his cards on the table. Basically says that. He loves her, but, oh, by the way, I got grayscale. I got to go. So uh, just, uh, I don't know, nice nice moment for Jorah here. Bittersweet vindication, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and, and he's been all over the world, and he hasn't changed his shirt in, like, ages. <laughs> <laughs> they that, cannot smell good. That's the dirtiest shirt in like... TV history. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, he's, like, what, closing in on 60, too, so it's just that doesn't help oh, matter. Oh, man, I can only you imagine how bad man. he stunk. <laughs> old man Andal. Yeah. Ugh. But it looked like he could shave, like, once every other week, so I don't know. He took time to shave but didn't do any laundry. Yeah. Had to keep the grayscale on him. Yeah. Uh, so there is that. So that, I think that's when, when Dario's asking... I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but I think Dario or Khaleesi asked Dario, how many ships will it take to get everybody across the water? And he's like a thousand ships. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where have we heard that thousand ship thing before? I don't know, where could, man, if only we had a thousand ships. Yeah. So she uh, basically gives Jorah the, the order. You still serve me. Go find a cure. So and we'll see where, how that plays out. Well, we know the that there's a uh, cure, right? We know that somebody, we know somebody did it because Shireen got the cure, but we nobody ever said how that happened, and Stannis never said how it happened either. I don't even know if Stannis knew yeah, how it happened. They don't really see, didn't really seem like they knew. They just seemed like they tried everything, and somehow or another it stopped. So, guess we'll just have to wait and see. Maybe Sam will find the cure over there at uh, the Citadel. Oh well, maybe. I don't know. Who knows what he's going to find in those damn books he's reading all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, anyway. Yeah. So. And then in Marine, a um, couple people, yeah, Varys and Tyrion are talking. And it looks like, well, it seems like, we, seems like we have a fragile peace going on. And then another red woman. Probably, eh, arguably. Another hot red woman. Right. Uh, she might be the hottest so far. I don't know. Uh, well, you know what? We'll have to see if she takes her shirts off, or her shirt off here in the next uh, season or so. 
until then, I'm not willing to not willing to make a decision. Right. And is she really 400 years old too when she takes her magic yeah. necklace off? Who knows? <laughs> but they have a great conversation here and like the red woman's like oh oh you're a skeptic of religion huh um do you remember what you saw in the flames when the sorcerer cut your junk oh, off and threw that, it in the fire and, and Varys was that just like, was the total total mind fuck she gave yeah uh <laughs> Varys right there and he just his jaw dropped like he was just like you have got to be kidding me really did you just drop that bomb on me because how the hell did you know that? And yeah, you don't see Varys uh, confused and flustered too much, but man, he he got that truth bomb dropped on him, and he he was stunned. He did. And the only thing I could think of was, well, it could be magic. Obviously, the, the precedent is there for red red ladies to have magic. But also, I we do know that Tyrion knew that story, so he could have buttered her up with that and like listen. He's going to give you crap as soon oh, as you yeah, walk in. Oh, yeah, true. Just tell him about yeah, I didn't even it. Tell him about, about the that. flames. She never did say what, she never did say, you know, what, she never told him what the flames, what he saw in the flames. And I don't know if he ever told Tyrion, but, you know, but she theoretically. She pretended like she knew, so right. he just, that was enough. So it's not totally, I mean, it was great. It was totally, a, you know, a mind fuck, but it could have theoretically been strewn uh, yeah well preordained by Tyrion because Tyrion knew he had to get Varys to like her I guess or am I wrong yeah, yeah good point I didn't even think about that one we'll see if anything so. comes of that Maybe we might be overanalyzing it but that's what we do here <laughs> so we're less than a week away the excitement is palpable totally. we're gonna overanalyze damn it yep totally totally I can't wait so, so uh, here we go. Yeah. We're off to the highlight of this episode, and there were many. But yeah. uh, we're heading back north of the wall, and Bran is in one of his visions. And, man, I I couldn't have really cared less about the Bran storyline for, like, four seasons. But we really start to get a lot of payoff here in, like, season six when – we realize he can basically just go back and witness whatever, you know, witness events and history. And that's one of the things I think is great about Game of Thrones is like them, everybody kind of accepting stories, one version of stories, but then you kind of come to realize that things aren't exactly the way everybody believes them to be. Kind of like with like Jamie and the Kingslayer thing. And yeah, uh, you just get some really cool moments with Bran and, and this one, isn't probably the best, but uh, we basically weren't learn that uh, the children of the forest are the ones that created the White Walkers. Yeah, the, to to fight the men. <laughs> right, to fight man. Yeah. So I wonder if that's and, the dude, uh, the dude that they plunge the dragon glass into. I wonder if that's the, the dude Night that plays King? the Night King. I mean, I would assume it is. Um, that that's that's how I've been interpreting it, but mm -hmm. who knows. He maybe that kind of looks like him. It's a great look. You can probably find out if you looked up the uh, looked up the actor. But so it's weird, anyway. yeah. And it's but, weird. Dragon glass, man. Live by yeah. it, die by it. Apparently. I, I gotta get me some of that stuff. <laughs> but 
I also thought that was a really cool scene too when he just uh, Bran just takes off and he's hanging out in the middle of the army of the dead, just like wandering around, and he's just like, "Holy crap! Like, look at all these dead people!" But just like a cool visual there, because you've gotten glimpses of the army of the dead, whatnot here and there, but here they're basically just standing in formation, and the White Walkers are at the top, just kind of waiting to go, and he's just kind of standing in awe, wandering around, like, "Holy crap!" So. And he's not Pretty thinking cool about, moment there, I thought. Totally. And he was totally not thinking that they could see him, you know. The, yeah. and, and everybody else thinks that, too. It's like, oh, here we are again. Bran can just hang out and just watch. And then he walks through him, and he turns around, and every one of them are looking at him. And then he turns around, man, and it's a touch, a touch too much. And, yeah, so uh, apparently the safety of the weirwood tree up north is no longer. Now that he's been touched, he's got the mark on him, and they know where he is, and everybody's coming for him. Yeah, that was crazy. And, and you know, and, and if, 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 if uh, Brewmeister Smith wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been out cold, like he couldn't wake him up before he went back there. And by the way, Bruce My- Brewmeister Smith uh, from the, the epic movie Strange Brew with the McKenzie brothers circa 1983. I don't know if you... Is that uh, the Three-Eyed Raven? Yes. Uh, Max von uh, Sydow. Max von Sydow? Yeah, yes, I, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 been in a hundred other movies, but that's what I always always remember him as. <laughs> Fair enough. We, we got we to gotta watch that sometime. I remember growing up, that was on cable all the time. I have not seen that in ages. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. So the attack is on. Uh, we put up a little wall of flame, blow some people up with some fire grenades, but uh, that's not going to really cut it. So the whole the whole fort or whatever they're at is just overwhelmed at this point. And the magic and apparently doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the magic doesn't work anymore, and uh, we lose another we lose another one of the uh, dire wolves here. Some are just. Uh, sacrifices herself while everybody's getting swarmed which I was surprised I mean that was uh, actually I think that was two in a row when when little John Umber showed up with Rickon the head of Rickon's dire wolf took him uh-huh. out too you know I've heard that uh, you know you're, you're kind of funny when you start talking about the uh, you know low budget TV movie stuff or whatever they they definitely do have some kind of a budget and i've heard that the uh, the wolves aren't really easy to pull off so they kind of limit the wolves and some people think that that's why that the, the wolves haven't been a little bigger part of it is just because that uh, it's a lot of time and effort to get the cgi and the wolves going so hmm. i don't know if that's what happened here but we we lost we lost summer and i don't and, know what uh, Rick we also thing. Uh, you know what Rickon's what name? Who's what Rickon's dire dire wolf's name was? Oh, that's uh, Shaggy Dog. Oh, nice call. Yeah, yeah, Shaggy Dog. We lose. Um, yeah, we haven't seen Nymeria since season one. That's Arya's, um, right? Interested to see if that. Uh, yeah, that's Arya's. But uh, so then Sansa's was murdered, and so was John. So or not John's, but uh. Sansa's. The king. Oh, John. The king was murdered at the Red Wedding. Oh, yeah. So all we got left is uh, 
Yeah, we've got Rob, uh, Rob Starks was killed. We've only got um, John Snows and um, possibly Nymeria. So some people are kind of hoping Nymeria will make a change. But, you know, that kind of goes back to the whole uh, Chekhov's gun theory, if you're familiar with that. Uh, I'm not. You know, if you're not going to use. Um, and there was, he used to be a writer named Chekhov, and it was just kind of like one of his rules was, you don't, don't put a gun in the background of the scene if you're not going to use it. Oh, oh kind yeah, of, I okay. think the, the point he was getting at. So, you know, if you're going to have, if you're going to send your dire wolf out into the woods for a few seasons just to kind of be gone, like, if you're not going to have that wolf return at some point, then don't bother. So hopefully, I'm hoping we get a little nightmare at some point, but we're down to two. We have to. We have anyway. to. We have yeah, to get Nymeria, yeah. and it's going to be great. It better be anyway. So, yeah. So, place is overwhelmed. We're dropping people. That one, I don't know who that girl was, but the uh, children, children of the corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she takes one for the team, blows up a bunch of, uh, bunch of whites in the process, and, uh, so, yeah, this is pretty much the uh, the epic ending that we're at right here that everybody just was floored by. So, yeah, I, and and Brand so and Brand goes he goes back to Winterfell. He's watching little little Hodor, and he in, in the me in the oh man I don't even worlds collide times collide. He wargs into Hodor in the present. Hodor gets up and starts carrying his sleigh towards the door apparently and you know right before that happened hodor it's like when when they hodor knew it was coming you know he knew i he must have seen you know when when he first when when kid hodor becomes hodor he must have seen it you know because it was like he knew when once they once they got close hodor was like rocking back and forth like oh crap here here it is here's where it goes and I'm glad I didn't get spoiled on that because I, I I love things like that of just that are just hanging hanging under your nose for a long time and you and then all of a sudden it has this brand new meaning that you didn't even know about you know loved it. Well, I feel like for the first couple seasons nobody even really paid any attention to Hodor and like I didn't either the first like time or two I watched the seasons and I was just. You know, you're like, you just see him come in and you can kind of tell he's an idiot, but all he ever says is Hodor, Hodor. But he's like such a minor character for such a long time, but he kind of grows into it after a while. And you, you just kind of have to laugh at like, who came up with that idea? But you don't really ever think anything of it. You just think he's got some kind of disability or whatever. And uh, finally here, you just get the big reveal that, uh, you know, while, while he was warging into him, like you said, time timelines are clashing and he's got too much going on in his head and his head just basically explodes here so as uh as they're walking out the door you just keep hearing it hold the door hold the door hold the door did you i don't i wish i could go back in time and kind of realize like at what point how long did it take for that whole thing to just kind of to hit me you know at what point did i realize what was going on yeah, I, I I don't know. The, it was great though. the The young Hodor was perfectly cast. Great, great acting job on his part. I mean, he just feels so sorry for that kid. Just a big, yeah. oafish, weird looking kid doing the palsy hands and just kind of 
squirming around on the ground. <laughs> oh, it was yeah, so good. all those scenes are all those scenes are great too. Because if you look in the background there, I forget the guy's name, but the like sergeant at arms of whatever of, of Winterfell, the dude that had like the the beard kind of curled up under his the big fat guy with the beard curled up white beard curled up under his chin like in the first season or two do you know what i'm talking about what's um, that guy's name meister uh, the meister no it wasn't the meister he was like the master of arms or something i don't even remember his name but he ended up getting beheaded by Theon Greyjoy i think when he overtook winterfell but hmm. if you look in the background there the dude with like the big chops you can kind of see a young him back in there somewhere too I wish I could remember his name. Anyway, just like I said, those uh, those throwback scenes really finally make the brand storyline pay off, and just an epic ending all around there with the the hold the door. Uh, we get uh, the three eyed raven is is officially dead. Hold the door. <laughs> anyway, Roderick <laughs> Roderick Castle is the guy I was thinking of, the uh, master of arms or whatever of Winterfell, but kind of maybe have to look it up to remember who that dude is but anyway got the big big chops look for him in the back of that scene so epic ending hold the door the internet broke the internet i think after that one everybody just uh unbelievable ending there. yeah and it was one of those things that the snooty book readers didn't know in advance like the red right, wedding they right, knew yeah, about yeah, the red wedding been... they didn't know about this Exactly. So uh, I guess that wraps up the door. We've got uh, then we've got season six, episode six, Blood of My Blood. Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbossa. And now on the Sausage Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute Four minute and with a half. Johnny Kilbossa. One more time, episode six. We're going to do it for the kids here. Let's see what we got. Let's go right into the ticker. Shame. 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 Blood of my blood. Brands rolling balls and flashing back. Hello, Mad King. The dead attack, and it's a mask rider to the rescue. Come with me. The dead don't rest. Meanwhile, in Tarley Town, Sam and Gilly traveled a thousand miles and couldn't stop for a change of clothes. Hey, let's meet the Tarleys and bathe and maybe change our costumes for the first time in three years. Meanwhile, in the Sup to Baylor, the High Sparrow's still a dick, and he plays Tommen. Then Marjorie plays her own playing while playing Tommen too, playa. Meanwhile, back at Horny Hill, Gilly plays Snow White, and Randall Tarley plays the fat shaming card on Sam. Your way down to Castle Black. Dope! Randall Tarley is a dick, and Sam takes Hart's Bane and bolts. Meanwhile, in Bravos, it's time for Act 2. Backstage, underage, a girl is poison. No, she's not. She's out, and she's busted. She's Ari again, and she's got Needle back, and the Waif has promised to kill her. Don't let us suffer. Meanwhile, back in King's Landing, Mace bloviates, Jamie expectorates, the High Sparrow illuminates, and in come the troops. Touche, Jamie. But alas, there's no streaking of atonement today. Damn! Tom in, Tom in, Tom in. Touche. High Sparrow. A starry new sigil is born and Jamie loses his day gig. Meanwhile at the twins, the always angry Walder Frey wants his River Run back and he's got a little Edmure to sweeten the deal. Meanwhile back at King's Landing, Jamie's off to River Run and Cersei has the mountain. Back up north, who skins that wascally wabbit? It's Uncle Benjamin from season one and he's semi-immortal and he looks like the Witcher Geralt of Rivia and Bran's a three-eyed raven. One way or another he will find his way to the world of men. When he does, you will be there waiting for him. 
and you will be ready. Meanwhile, in the Jawa Valley on Tatooine, you're a conqueror, da Daenerys Stormborn, and Khaleesi hitches a ride on Drogon. Up, up, and away! Shame. Shame. All right, season six, or season six, episode six, six and six right here. We get to go We see some things we haven't seen in a while. We get to go get back in with Sam and Gilly, everybody's favorite <laughs> on the road. <laughs> everybody's favorite. <laughs> well, so we pick up right where we left off, really. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, we ended the last episode with the epic hold the door. Yep. And we we're right back here in the middle of the woods, and looks like uh, Bran and the other girl. What's her name? Gilly. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Marine. 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 Mirin. Mirin. Marine. Mirin. What the heck is that? Uh, Jojen. Reed. Reed. And Reed is their last name. Yeah. I chop this part up out of it later, I suppose. Uh, Mira, Mira Reed. Mira, yeah, that's what the it hell is. is that girl? Mira. Mira. So, uh, so we've got uh, Mira and Bran, and Bran's basically telling her, "Well, they found us. We're boned." So, uh, until the mysterious Max Rider comes out of nowhere with this flaming ball of mace—I don't know what you call that thing—but that's a pretty impressive weapon. Goes around. Start taking out the whites, dragging them along, setting them on fire, taking care of business. Yeah, he was cleaning house, cleaning house. And we we don't know who he is. Got a great horse, and just just again, just when we think everybody's gonna somebody's gonna get caught and killed, somebody comes in for the save, which is fine with me. That's how you got to do it, right? So he gets a he, yeah. get, he gets so, him on the gets him on his horse and then rides out away from him. So in Tarley Town, Sam and Gilly they got a really nice uh, wagon. Apparently, I don't know if they sent ahead, and yeah, they get a they get to see Horn Hill and Horn Hill is like a city. It's not just an estate, you know. It's like an, an entire. It's like I don't know. It's like Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas almost. It looked like I mean it's huge. Yeah, I feel like Gilly should have been a little more like awestruck. Like they were just walking around this huge palace, and uh, yeah, you really definitely got to, got a feel for how rich the Tarleys are at that point. Yeah, and I guess we we know that we know that Randall Tarley was the only, I believe, Stannis said it, he was the only guy who defeated Robert Baratheon during Robert's Rebellion. I, I think that's what he said. I think the only battle that they lost. Yeah. Was it Stannis or Robert that he defeated? He was well. Stannis told Sam that his dad defeated Robert. And I think Stannis uh, said uh, something about he shouldn't have went that far west so soon, or something like that. Right. So we right. know he's kind yeah, of a yeah. badass going in. Yeah, he's definitely a hard ass, and uh, he, you know, to be honest, uh, if I had Sam for a son, I'd probably be a little disappointed too. <laughs> <gasps> wow. Okay, Randall Tarley. Whatever you say. I mean, God, do you see him trying to hold a sword? If you're a big warrior and that king, like when he first shows a big castle black, he can't even hold a sword. Man. And then he's at dinner and he just totally fat shames 
Totally. <laughs> yeah, so they offer him another role, and he's just like, not fat enough already. Yeah. <laughs> he, talk about a dick. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Randall Tully, I mean, you don't even have to hear a word that comes out of his mouth. And just looking at him, you know, the, that dude just looks like a jerk. And then when he opens his mouth, you can tell he's even more of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. That's enough of that. Yeah. So he, yeah. Uh, geez, you threatened to murder your son on a hunt and pretend he was uh, thrown off his horse and get a little bit of a bad reputation, I guess. <laughs> no love lost between these two. No. No, and uh, so I guess he had a brother. He had a brother and a sister, I guess, and his younger brother is all a spry young lad, good hunter, and probably the apple of Randall's eye. Everything, yeah, everything Randall could hope for. And then right away, Gilly just lets it fly. She doesn't even care if he finds out that she's wildling. What are you, down yeah. to Castle Black? Down to Castle Black? Where are you from? I had you pegged as a mole town, mole's town whore, <laughs> but you're a wildling. You brought that into my hole. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, he killed a White Walker," and his brother's just like, "Yeah, good one." <laughs> and I wouldn't believe her either. I mean, why should she? <laughs> White Walker, they don't exist. <laughs> yes, I mean rabbit and squirrel hunter. He's talking about hunting rabbits and squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I took down the White Walker too. Sure, buddy. <laughs> so, long story short, is his, his mom's a nice lady. Um, the, the Randall Tolly is like, yeah, she can work in the kitchens, and I'll raise the I'll raise your kid, and then but you got to leave by sun up, and then. Ran, and then Sam's like, okay, well, see you later, Gilly. Have fun here. And then he walks out, and then he walks back in. He's like, no, I'm bolting, and I'm taking Heartsbane, the, the Valyrian, uh, Valyrian steel sword that's been in our family for generations. Yeah, Sam, Sam finally uh, nuts up for once and uh, has a little, shows a little sack here, takes care of business, so. Yeah. He realizes they're going to need that Valyrian steel sword. So, hey, it's his by right. He's taking it. Oh, yeah. Sam's standing up for himself. Yeah, and he I guess he would know that. He would know that Valyrian steel. I'm sure John told him about the Valyrian steel working on the White Walkers, right? Uh, Yeah, he had to have because that was after he came back from the uh, from Hardhome. So yeah. I would assume so. Oh, didn't I tell you I killed a White Walker? <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, with the long claw. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> so, I'm going to assume he knows, but. So, they're out. So, anyway, now we're uh, Sam Steele's heart, Spain, and Marjorie is back talking to the High Sparrow, getting a lecture. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you think, do you think that uh, Marjorie, there was any sincerity here for Marjorie? Because she kind of actually, you know, maybe she was just playing it very well, but she almost kind of did seem sincere here to some degree, just with like uh, the way she was talking about like, oh yeah, I was such a good person and I made sure everybody see me be a good person and 
Um, I'm, I'm not convinced she's like completely re- reformed, but I also felt like she was kind of, there was some sincerity in her like remorse for, you know, kind of being a fake person. I was. Did you feel any of that, or do you just think she was pretending to try to get out of there? I I wanted her to be pretending, but she was totally selling it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, you by her acting, you would not think that she was faking it whatsoever. But logically speaking, you would think that she has to be faking. I I mean, you want her to be knowing her character, right? Knowing her character, she should be faking it. Yeah. So I think she's all in. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she just went all in. You know. Instead yeah. of, but you never kind of, you never really see her like look over her shoulder and give that I'm lying look like some people do in, in right. the shows. So we, uh, yeah. And she's, whatever it is, we don't know. I think, I think she's playing the part and, and I, I just think that yep. she's doing whatever she, she knows what she needs to do. She knows what she needs to say and how sincere she needs to be. So that's what she's doing no matter what. And then, and then I'm looking forward to the walk of atonement. Yeah, uh, hopefully. I can't wait for that one. So uh, that's um, pretty much all we have right there. Then we head back to another another scene from <laughs> the play, which I continue to love. Act two. So, yeah, we kind of got got through there. Got to see Tyrion murder his dad. Got to see more of you know, seasons like three and four. So, I don't know. Again, I just thought that was up. Uh, I thought the play was fun. It was great, and the off, the uh, I love how the 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 fart noise, how they've kind of got the horns on the side. <laughs> it's like proto early early age sound effects where he's got the the, the what do you call the whoop, right. a whoopee cushion type of thing in front of a horn to amplify it. That's great. <laughs> I want to be. Crowd was eating it up too. Like, totally. <laughs> oh, they nailed it. Oh, they nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. That was like the greatest high school play ever made, you know, and, and every line of it was awesome and perfectly referencing things that happened. I, I wonder if that was in the book. I don't know, but it should be. Yeah. Totally. To- good. Or so, are we ahead of the books at that point? I don't even know. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess we won't know. And, and, you know, he was supposed to come so, out with that next book before last season, and he still hasn't come out with it yet. Man, he better hurry up, or else write down his plan somewhere. Because he doesn't—I don't know how long that guy's going to be around. He doesn't look—he <laughs> doesn't he's, look like the type of guy that's going to make it to ninety. No, he needs to start mixing in some cardio and watch the carbs. <laughs> well, that would be like the ultimate. That would be <laughs> actually that's like uh, that would be so perfect of George R. R. Martin to just leave the whole thing hang, die, and then leave the whole thing hang, and just. To troll everybody, like he's kind of trolled them for years with killing off their favorite characters, and just leave a story with no. <laughs> that would be that would be great. <laughs> the perfect. He just hates hates people. <laughs> Turns out he'll leave like a leave a long will and talk about how he's not finishing the stories on purpose and how he hates everybody. Yeah, jokes on you. I, I'm not. I've made a hundred million dollars off all this stuff, and you're never going to know how it ended. <laughs> Figure it out yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what else do we have? So, to uh, Arya, Arya heads back behind this play afterward, talks with Lady Crane, and poisons the wine. Rum. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah, poison for rum. And eventually, uh, she kind of has a change of heart because she likes Lady Crane. So, uh, Lady Crane starts talking about how her scenes are crappy, and that dude gets all pissed off. And yeah. <laughs> in the middle of him yelling at her, she just is about to take a sip of the rum, and Arya comes in, changes her mind, knocks it out of her hand, eyeballs the hot redheaded chick, and says, uh, careful with that one. She wants you dead. And uh, so, meanwhile, the waif is in the background and witnesses the whole thing, and she just uh, pretty much knew this was going to happen, I guess. Well, and well, and, and she was told, Arya was told beforehand, like, look, this is your second chance. There's no third chances. So it's kind of like yeah. Jock and Hagar always knew, you know, I'm going to put her in a situation that's going to be really difficult for her to fend out of, and let's see if she fails again. She's dead, and she failed again, and she knew. Arya knew, you know, oh. I'm done because she went straight out and got needle, and yeah. headed headed to the alleyway, I guess, or something. She just cert- she certainly didn't go back to the house of B Dubs. That's for sure. Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> so then, at this point, uh, the wave heads back to the house of B Dubs and gets the okay from Jockin to take care of business. Jockin just uh, asks her to not make her suffer. Yep. And and I just keep thinking that Jock and Hagar knows, you know, he's a step ahead of everybody all the time. So I guess we find out in the next episode what comes of that. But it always seems like he knows what the heck's going on. Yeah, yeah, he's just play, he's kind of playing the part, but he he knows there's moving pieces, and he doesn't expect. Uh, I don't think he has he doesn't think there's any guarantees on what, how this is going to play out. Yeah, so he's just kind of sitting back and letting it play out mm-hmm. so so uh, then we head back to King's Landing and we get a little more of the we, we get to see Mace Tyrell all armored up in his his finest uh, I don't know what the word is here so Mace, <laughs> Mace Tyrell is just in his duds ready to go to battle yeah <laughs> and he's given his army a pep talk and Jamie's just rolling his eyes, which is, you know, pretty funny. But I want he just can't. He has no credibility with anybody, old Mace. But he's yeah. got a, he's got a tons of money. <laughs> yeah, plenty of money. That's about it. So, uh, so they confront your boy, the High Sparrow. Get great scene and here. Marjorie's about ready to get naked. Yeah, Walk of Atonement. And Jamie going up the stairs on his horse was great, and then facing off. Yeah, you know, I I I was watching that, and I'm like, I mean, that's really that's really him. It looks, I mean, unless they got some CGI going. So, but as it turns out, Marjorie's not getting naked. She's converted Tommen, and as such, uh, there will be no Walk of Atonement. Hence. There is no rescue, and everybody just looks like dummies now because they've come to fight the High Sparrow, and the High Sparrow is one step ahead of them. Oh, uh, and don't you? Do, it just makes you hate the High Sparrow even more. I mean, it, uh, it's just uh, like somebody you hate, and, and, and I, uh, somebody you hate, and you, all of a sudden you think that you're going to, you finally got one up on them, but they just one upped you after that, and it's just like, oh, just hate yeah. them even more. 
Yeah, he had a little smile on his face there too. If they would have, if they would have worked his hunched back into that shot, I would have been even more annoyed. But <laughs> great epic scene, though. I mean, awful. And the brand new Tommen's got a brand new sigil, and he's lost. the 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 high sparrows won for now, and Lady Elena's just mad, and Mace is confused. And Jamie's yeah. like, oh, you son of a bitch. Jamie gets kicked out of the Kingsguard, and uh, he's on his way to River Run, apparently, to help help the siege there. So he's even, he's kicked out of town. Yeah, he gets out of t- Like, well, we got to waste your time. We got to go waste your time for a couple. We're done with you this season. You're going to have to go waste your time in, up at River Run, Jamie. We're done with you for now. Not a good, not a good premonition. Sending them off yeah, like that. Yeah, so, so then we get to see uh, Walder Frey here, kind of chewing out his sons since they lost Edin- or since they lost River Run. And basically tells them to go get it back and to go remind them that they still have Edmir. So I don't know. Have we even? We might not even seen Edmir since the uh, the Red Wedding. I don't think we have. But he's back here, and he's just basically been kept in a dungeon, apparently, or. Whatever he hasn't uh, hasn't seen the light of day lately, but tells his son to take him up there and take care of business. Yeah, and it, he Walder Frey is a great jerk. I mean, he, I mean everybody hates him. And he, <laughs> that, was that his his wife? I don't know his young wife, that little girl that he yeah, smacks like on the, the ass. Fifteen year old chick, if that. <laughs> yeah, he's always always shady. And those guys look, the people at the Twins, are they just are like, speaking of people that need a clean change of clothes, yeah. like, they just look like the biggest dirt bags there. And, and, like, what are their hats that they're always wearing? Like, you know, some people wear armor or helmets, and they just got these, like, dumpy-looking hats on all the time. They just look like the, they just look so, the whole family looks so skeety. Yeah. It looks like you know those are in Witcher, I believe. And what's the what's the first place you go? Velen, I think people all, people all over Velen are wearing those same hats. It just makes That's you look like you can. Part of town. Yeah, it's like you're just eating dirt. <laughs> That's all you can afford. It makes you look worse. <laughs> yeah. Lothar and what? Black, what is that song name? Lothar and Blackwalder. Oh yeah, stupid kid, but the kids. I, I like those scenes coming up, but it's just kind of kind of setting the stage here. So that pretty much I think wraps everything up, except for uh, Khaleesi giving the Dothraki a little pep talk here at the end of this episode. Yeah, so they're they're in this valley. They're heading back towards Marine, I guess. I don't know if they explicitly said that, but the entire Dothraki's deciding we're going to marine and then we're going across the sea and uh so she takes everybody with her and yada 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 here we go down to marine and then uh, they stop in this valley and you know uh, dario gives her a gives her a little pep talk or something like that you're a conquered Daenerys stormborn and we hear we hear a, a something going on around the corner and she's like hold on and then she goes and Gets on her dragon and gives uh, quite a speech. 
Yeah, I feel like we've been ending a lot of episodes this way with, like, the epic Daenerys, like, speech or dragon or burning down the, you know, <laughs> just, like, some big, with the, you know, Game of Thrones epic music going in the background. No, no, no. I feel like there's been like this is like the fifth one of these in the last like season that we've seen but yeah. uh so yeah she's on her dragon she's giving the Dothraki a pep talk uh she's talking them into getting on ships which they want no part of but hey man she's she's proven herself she's burned everybody down to the ground they've seen her survive a fire like i guess they're uh they're all in with the khaleesi yeah and they don't i mean how can you not be how can you not be after the after that trick if she walks out of a burning building like oh yeah okay <laughs> naked. naked naked yeah <laughs> oh hey <laughs> That's a whole different. Uh, it's funny. That's that's totally the total opposite of being naked in front of people than Cersei being shamed as she walks through. You know, like <laughs> that she's being naked in front of everybody. And it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Khaleesi is naked in front of everybody, and it's the best thing that could possibly happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's crazy. And that's uh, so. Dro- she gets on Drogon, and up and up and away she goes. And so, yeah, we're setting the stage here. We got four episodes left here in season six. All right. Well, thanks a lot, buddy. And we will come back. With, we'll get you back for uh, the ten, the last final episode before we kick off a brand new season. Thanks a lot. Love having you here in the Sausage Hut Game of Thrones dungeon. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Love being here, Johnny. All right. T-minus five days. Woo-hoo. Let's go. <laughs> See you, buddy. And we're out.